everybody, welcome to Sidetracks, a show about two guys drinking whiskey, coming up with movie ideas, and shooting the shit about anything and everything. We are your hosts, I am Tom. I'm Gary, and today we have a story episode. <laughs> yes, we do. The story today, Tom, is called Three Rights Make a Left, the Gallagher story. Yes, this is quite possibly the most bunkers insane, uh, ridiculous, stupid story we've done yet. Which, that, that's saying something, it huh? It is. Yeah. We, ju- we just did ghost balls. So this is saying a lot. <laughs> Have we jumped the shark? Oh, no. <laughs> Are we just out of ideas? And then no. it's just like literally just throwing words into a fan and see what happens? We actually had some good ideas last episode. You just forget them. And then, and then you were like, I need to do the Gallagher one. <laughs> well, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. That could, that could very possibly yeah, be yeah. true. I brought, I brought some high heat to the ideas episode, and you, oh, and you brought Gallagher. <laughs> you know what? That wasn't even my idea. <laughs> I know. That wasn't even my idea, which is the painful part. Yeah. Um, I just asked where you got that. I said, that sounds like you in high school. And you were like, actually, that is Gallagher. And there you go. And now we're doing that story. That's Why it. didn't you stand up for yourself? Be a brave man, Gary. Be a brave man. And be like, no. No, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck your ideas. Fuck your non-ideas, because that wasn't even an idea. We're going to do this. That is a good idea. What I think what actually happened, though, was I was like, yeah, we got to do Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it, not enough people are talking about Gallagher these days, you know? It, not enough people. Not enough people talking about him, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um Can what? Yeah, well my feeling maybe we should have a set number of season vetoes. Mm-hmm. That like like mm-hmm. we get two vetoes a season. Yeah. And then like, if I like see something, Vito Morganston, that would be he could be on once. I don't really know any others. <laughs> no, you don't have a list of Vigos. Uh, <laughs> how about Vigo from Ghostbusters Two? There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's not. A, he can go on anytime. <laughs> a lot of Ghostbusters Two in this podcast. Too much. I might have to just watch this, that, that movie so I can reference it better. He was in um, a painting. He was a painting, Gary. Yeah. Gary, he was a painting. Oh, interesting. Interesting. And his um, eyes would literally follow you around the room because he uh, was a living painting. I will tell you that I'm okay the with- The uses um, of reds and oranges okay, in his painting. Yeah. You, you talk while I talk. That's <laughs> it. That's what's happening. Uh, I'm okay with the veto idea. Let's do it. Okay. Everyone, uh, get, we both, everyone. Everyone Everybody. on the show. We each get two vetoes per season where if the other person says, yeah, we're doing this. And even if we get past the point where we've finished the episode- and our our loyal fans are now expecting that story. We still veto. have the opportunity to veto it. Actually, that's where the real power is because I feel like we've never had like a real problem with choosing an episode. Like when, we're never like warring over this. Like, oh my god, no, we need this, we need that. We're both too mild mannered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. So, the, so, but there have been times when I was like, "What the fuck did we record?" Ghost balls being one of them. Yeah. Listen, that fucking Jake gave us so much shit, and he was like, no, it's Ghost Ball, because I'm highbrow. I went back, and I listened to the Ideas episode. It was Ghost Balls through and through that entire episode. There was no Ghost Ball at all. It was Ghost Balls 100%. Because we wouldn't have chosen it otherwise, right? Uh, Yeah. Ghost Ball's stupid. Ghost Balls is funny. It's like, oh, that's intriguing. (laughs) Make sure you name it right, okay? So don't give it the Ghost Ball name, yeah. I mean, you have to feed into our uh, double entendre hungry minds. Oh, absolutely. Let me tell you something, Tom. 
Like, if you say ghost ball to me, okay. I'm thinking, did, did that poor <laughs> ghost have an accident? What happened to his other one? Oh, what happened to the other one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could be, I was thinking maybe he's playing golf oh, or yeah. baseball yeah. or tennis. Or and anything with just one ball, Gary. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> or bowling. But not candle pin bowling. Ten well, no. Pin. A yeah, ghost can't pin. candle pin bowl. No. Because then you'd have ghost balls. <laughs> <laughs> you about to say something, Gary? I'm sorry. What I was going to say was I went running today, and I was listening to um, my brother, my brother, and me. And those uh-huh. guys, they pulled a fastball on me. You know what they did? They did a clip show, and their clip show was so goddamn funny, I must have looked like an insane person out there. (laughs) Because at one point, I was, like, crying, and I was doubled over and running down the road (laughs) 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 listening to that podcast. I don't know if I can do it anymore, and I'm pretty sure it added a whole bunch of time to my run. Because you can't double over, laugh, and run fast. Oh, man. Your splits were no good? Splits are no good. Splits splits are no no good. good? There's probably plus 30 seconds per mile. <laughs> well, that's uh, not that bad. From the day before. <laughs> so when was this? I don't. It must have been a while ago, that episode. I don't remember a Clips episode. Ah, well, it was this morning. Oh, today? Like the new episode is a Clips show? Yeah, it is. Oh, I haven't listened to it yet. Um, and the part that got me was when Griffin was pretending to be Andre the Giant saying, I'm going to come inside of you, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I still can't even say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't explain that if someone stops you in the street you can't say that to them it's like this is not my fault this guy just said i'm gonna come inside of you hulk hogan using the voice of andre the giant from the princess bride pretty much yeah we're, we're not that good we're not that good mm. <laughs> but it's a clip show so like you, usually if they make me laugh it's like for a little bit yeah 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 but each clip was hilarious and then i just <laughs> crying oh, the man. entire run like a crazy person so what you're saying is we need to up our game. We need to get better material so that when we do a clip show, it's actually good. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. That is actually what I was saying. Our show is not funny compared to their show. So um, this is the part of the uh, podcast where I, I threaten to quit. <laughs> it's been a really great time. It is a tradition. It yes, is a tradition. Right? At this point, what would it be if I don't threaten to quit about six minutes into an episode? All right, three rights, make a left. Three rights, make a left. The Gallagher story. The Gallagher story. Do you want to start us off, Tom? Um, no, you start us off. Okay. Whew, there's like there's just a bunch of words and there's no actual lead in here. That's what I'm realizing. That's why I asked you to do it. <laughs> and the beginning is so fucking bonkers. Once this once people have kind of accepted the premise we're offering them, the story isn't crazy. But this first part's tough. This is a tough pill to swallow, everybody. Get ready. And here you go, Gary. Okay. <laughs> there is a race of beings, okay? They are called the Alligers. Um, and they live peacefully within their own galaxy until uh, they start to slowly, the galaxy starts to be invaded by the Arba... Arbegel, all right. What, I got to rename that because I can't. No, the, it's the Ar- Arbegalopes. Arbegalopes. Thank you, Tom. You're welcome. Okay, so the <clears throat> the Alligers are not too too worried about it as the Arbegalopes are moving in because the uh, Alligers are a pretty advanced race of beings, right? They sure are. 
the arbegalobes, you know, simply go to, from planet to planet, star to star, and they consume all the resources that they can and destroy what was there, and they move on to the next one. That's right. They're um, eaters. Uh, so as they get close enough, the alligators are like, all right, we better do something about these, right? Um, and so they go and they launch a, a fleet of, let's say, warships or something like that yeah. uh, to defend themselves. And what the arbegalopes have is a trick up their sleeve, right? They can render any mechanical device impotent, <laughs> right? So no matter how many of their advanced tech that they send against the arbegalopes, it's all completely useless, and they end up just getting utterly and, and completely defeated. Yes. Okay? Like, couldn't even put up a, a fight. They can't even put up a fight because right. they, these are people who were, like, sitting behind fancy machinery shooting, uh, you know, from 20 light years away or whatever. Laser, it's laser swords and stuff it's like that. It's all laser swords over there, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they retreat back to, like, their innermost world or innermost worlds as um, the Arbegalopes are just conquering, like, kind of the outer rim. Okay? Yep. So the best scientists on their home planet... Leo Parnisio. Mm -hmm. Should we describe um, the Please. Alligers like physically? Because I, th I imagine people are just picturing Gallagher at this point. No, help me describe the Alligers because you're right. I, I I totally glossed over that part. They're, they 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 exist as more of uh, beings of energy. Nice. Yeah. They, they don't have a physical form the way that we understand them. You know the way we understand physical properties of matter and stuff. They exist more as um, beings of energy, of light, and stuff like that. They, they, their physical form isn't tangible. Yeah, and it's, it's hard for Tom to, to understand because a human brain can't even comprehend it. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And nobody's got a more human brain than me. That's it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Doesn't that feel like something an alien would say? Uh-huh. I was trying to think, like, what? <laughs> I guess that could be true, right? Like... If you're a human with a brain, do you have the most human brain ever? I do. Okay. okay. Not an alien. All right. Then let's keep moving on. If I was an alien, I would not tell you I was an alien, but I would make a joke about me not being an alien. So tell me, what are the um, what are the our, our begalopes look like? Well, when I've met them in the past, they... Oh, wait, no, I'm not an alien. Gary, yeah. I'm not an alien. <laughs> nice. no, I'm, I'm trying to pass right over that, but you're sticking to it. <laughs> uh, so the Ardbegalopes um, are a physical creature. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. have form, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, they have this nonstop kind of hunger for anything, especially energy and stuff like that, which is why they're so interested in in, mom, 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 in the uh, the Alligers, mm -hmm. because they are just beings of energy. So they, they want to slip that up like a like a nice Raymond soup. You know what I'm saying? Ramen? Raymond. Is it, isn't it Ramen? Oh, I, I eat the cheap Raymond top stuff, and that's pronounced Raymond. Oh, okay. Yeah. So everybody <laughs> loves that Raymond. <laughs> Whoa, man, imagine if that show was about soup and noodles and not that guy and his annoying wife. Ah, and a really tall brother. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I think it would be possible if it was pronounced Raymond. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's not. <laughs> um, so the physical uh, uh, description of the Art Begalopes is... So I picture something about basketball size, maybe a little bit bigger. Okay. Uh, different shades of green, mostly light green with streaks of dark green over it. 
Okay. Um, uh -huh. uh, little arms and legs that stick out, like maybe just a couple inches. But it, really, when you look at it, all it's, you see is that big round it's body. That big round body of green, that dark Big old green. round body. Right. <laughs> nice. Um, when the front of it, when it opens its mouth, it like basically looks like it's um, unjointing, disjointing, uh, mm -hmm. unhinging its jaw. And the entire front of it just opens up into rows and rows of teeth. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's terrifying. So picture, if you will, a watermelon, watermelon with, with teeth. teeth. Yes. A watermelon <laughs> with teeth. Yes. That's going to get you there. That's going to get yeah, you there. Yeah, that'll get you there. I don't want to. I don't want to do any spoilers for where we're going. But picture a watermelon with teeth. Yeah. Okay. So the alligators <laughs> have a long-standing tradition uh, where they choose a champion. Every generation gets a, a new champion. Um, there could be and, only one, right? Hmm. There can only be one one champion. There can at a time. be only one, right? And so, um, the the like warrior monks from Alligator, like. Like anytime the last the one falls, the new one has to be chosen. So they send people from different planets. Uh, they get together and they and they fight. And the winner of that um, competition, he becomes the Gallagher. <laughs> so the best scientist um, of Leo Paranisio. Who was um, he again? That's the planet that they're on, Tom. That's their the, home the planet. The planet's named Leo Parnisio. Oh, right. Leo Parnisio. Right. Yeah, Leo yes, Parnisio. Yes, yes. Okay, thank um, you. So they create what they determine to be the ultimate weapon for destroying uh, the Arbelagopes, yep. um, which is called Solov. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, and once the new Gallagher is chosen, um, they give Solov to Gallagher. Um, and they send him to the planet that they determine will be the best place to um, help them defeat uh, the Arbelagopes. Right. Um, you know where that, that planet is, Tom? Uh, well, it has to be a planet of physical beings, right? Yep. Yeah, we need really strong physical beings um, in huge numbers that are able to um, kind of Wield. beat back. Wield the weapon of destiny. That's right. Because being a being a uh, being a a, um, um, a being of light, you can't wield a weapon. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. Especially right. one that's, that has no mechanical parts. Uh, right, exactly. Right. You need you need buttons and shit if you're if you're being a light. You need lots of fucking buttons and shit. <laughs> I mean, people know that, right? I feel like I feel like I'm beating the dead horse a little bit. I'm assuming people do know that you need buttons if you're being a light. So, so I, so the Gallagher, <laughs> I'm just moving on. Um, they take they take the Gallagher and they um, use whatever resources they have left to send him to Earth. Okay, and yep. he arrives in Earth, and let's say late uh, 1970s downtown right. New York City, um, uh, completely naked. <laughs> yes. Except he's got one one thing, Tom. That's Solov. Oh, which... he's got. Okay, so he's no longer being a light. No, when he transports into our earthly realm, yes, um, he takes on the form of uh, a human-like creature. Right, probably one that like it's not going to be perfect. It's going to look odd, I'd imagine. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. It is like uh, a 
a fax of a fax. You know what I mean? Like a copy of a copy. It's like, yeah, that's, you look at him and you're like, that's a human, right? <laughs> it's, it's not his fault. It's got to be a human. It's right. not his fault. Because he is, it's simply a projection of the Gallagher into our own kind of dimensional realm, right? Right, exactly. And it's kind of like an amalgamation of like uh, all the different features of everybody who lives in New York City when he arrives. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, all right. Now you can take it from here. Okay. So he arrives. The Gallagher arrives, right? The Gallagher. Okay. So so the Gallagher arrives. Um, you know, uh, uh, the B and D just hanging out, right? The B's yeah. and D? Yeah. We didn't write about how I was going to have his B and D hanging out. I just added that <laughs> right now. So good luck. And then I, then I threw it to you. <laughs> his, his B's and D are just hanging out, right? And mm-hmm. all he's got is his sledgeomatic. He's got his uh, uh, Vol- Moltov. What's it called? Hey, remember when, we were, remember when we were a kid and there was that grocery store called the Big D? Oh, I used to always just think big, big old dick. Big old dick, right? Yeah. Just <laughs> wondering how that went out of business. Turns out people don't want to shop at the big old dick. <laughs> Why don't you uh, need a need a gallon of milk there? Why don't you go get some of that Big D milk, huh? <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, I know that that didn't some, <laughs> some uh, big D cream of corn. Oh, good stuff. Some big D sour. I'm gonna cream. go to Stop and Shop. <laughs> I used to hang out behind the big D. Why would you do that? There's nothing back there. Train was station. Be- what? There's a there's train a- station back there. Is it really? In Framingham. Oh, I was about to Which- say because there's not a train station back there. There's some houses. <laughs> so I don't think I've ever told this story. When we first moved to America, do do people know I'm from England? Do people do people? Yeah, know we that talk character? about it every third episode. Okay, so let's go back. Any episode that's evenly divisible by three, Tom will talk about. How <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking math guy shows up again! Jesus Christ! <laughs> you can't divide by three, Tom. Sorry, not all of them. I hope this one is divisible by three. I have no idea what episode number we're on. <laughs> Wait, I think this is episode fifty. Yay! I would love to get on the Tonight Show. I just don't want it to be Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> right. Could, it, could we ask uh, Johnny Carson to come back? Possibly yeah. from the grave? I just think he is might be one of the worst of the late night hosts. Yes. He he fake Jimmy laughs. Okay. Um, let's not go crazy. Okay. Uh, but Jimmy Fallon, he fakes laugh to everything. Yeah. And if like the actors touch him. He acts like they've got the plague. Like he, he can't stand being touched. Oh, unless interesting. he, yeah, yeah. Uh, check out the clip. It's uh, Rami Malek at, on on uh, Jimmy Fallon. Rami Malek just reaches over at one point and touches Jimmy's hand. Yeah. He pulls it away and then he rolls his eyes and makes this like disgusted face because Rami Malek touched him. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Anyway, I'd like to go on the Tonight Show. I just want Jimmy Fallon out of there by the time we make it there, right? Do you want um, to go for uh, because of this show, or do you want to go for some reason that doesn't involve me? Oh, I didn't think of that. I guess, given like if I just had like the world of options. <laughs> no, definitely this show, Tom. We're taking this show right to the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. We're bringing him back. It's going to work this time. Oh, Conan O'Brien just quit, didn't he? I did not know that. I think he just left. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, whatever. You know, back when Conan O'Brien and um, uh, what's his what's his uh, his co-pilot's name? Andy, 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 Andy. 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 Just Andy. Who cares? Back when they weren't on the show together, 
my dream was to one day be on Conan O'Brien's show and uh, convince him to go out for a drink with me and Andy. But then he brought Andy back on as a co-host. You, you have the worst fantasies I've ever heard. <laughs> Man, that'd be so awesome. And I'd be like, let's go get a drink with Andy. And it's like, all right. It's like, all right, this... I they just take the cameras yesterday. with you down, yeah. down to yeah, the yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we do wacky yeah, that's, stuff. That's hot. That is hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then boom, two weeks later, he signed to another six-year contract to be his sidekick. Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing. Fuck it. Now I don't. Now I lost my, my mojo. I'm never going to get that show now. <laughs> ah. um, depend, do I tell my Big D train story or do we just move on? Let's just move on. No, tell your Big D train story. All right. So back when we uh, – so those who don't know, I used to li- live in England. I was born in England. Recap. <laughs> <laughs> well, we moved to America. I was six. My older brother was ten. Uh, he was ten. Yeah, well, he's four years older than me. I tell people you're like four. <laughs> no, I was he, six. He was ten. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Why you still have a weird kind of hwang in your voice? You know, at four you should have <laughs> lost the hwang, but at six I kind of get it. My hwang. Hwang. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people will. I uh, talk to people about the podcast. You're like, is Tom? Is Tom not a uh, from Retarded? America? Yeah, is he retarded? (laughs) (laughs) Yes and yes. (laughs) Even in England, they would say he sounds weird. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you have a nowhere accent now. Um, So when we got to America, there were no rules. Me and my older brother could go wherever we wanted. We used to go on on walkabouts, 10 and 6 years old, walkabouts. We'd walk to downtown Framingham to buy baseball cards at the, uh, the antique shop. We'd go fishing in the uh, the toxic waste dump back behind Perini uh, um, trophies. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Another thing we used to do is we'd walk behind the Big D, and there were train tracks there. And trains would stop there for, I don't know, pick up some bread and milk at the, the Big D. I don't know. Prostitutes? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, I don't yeah, know. you need it's a long ride. You're going to need some bread, milk, and prostitutes. <laughs> I don't know why they were stopped back there, but there were always trains stopped back there. And me and my – do I have I said John's name before? Yeah. All right. So me and John would uh, we'd go back there and we'd climb onto the trains when they were stopped. They were like big cargo trains with like open doors and shit. Are you crazy? We'd climb onto the train and the guys would come down with flashlights to check to make sure no kids climbed on. So we'd have to hide in there. Right. And then the train would start moving and then we'd play chicken. Who had the balls? Who had the guts to stay on the moving train longer as it's got faster and faster and faster? I was six years old jumping off of moving trains at speeds where I felt like if it went any faster than this, I'm not making it. Why do I not know any of this? Is this a movie you watch and you're fucking you don't with know me this at this story? point? No, I've no, I've never heard this story. That, that's insane. Also, you've never heard this story before. You've never done anything ballsy in uh, the entire <laughs> time I've known you. So, listen, if you jump off enough moving trains. You get a new appreciation for life, and you don't want to take risks anymore. Also, like, can you imagine your younger brother doing that? Like, your younger brother. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> but he, I felt like he grew up in a little bit of a bubble. Yeah, a little, a little bit, of, bit a safety, of a bubble. A little bit of a safety yeah. bubble there. Sometimes a literal bubble. Sometimes we put him in a bubble. And just let him roll around <laughs> the, the house like a gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened in those six years or so from when I met you to there where uh, – you were not allowed to do, leave the neighborhood. Um, or maybe you were allowed to. You were just too yeah. lazy. Oh, yeah. Okay. We used to all do right. crazy shit. We'd take our bikes and ride all the way across town and shit like that. Oh, my God. You know, we'd go play on the highway behind your house. Oh, us. Yeah, we did that. That's true. Oh, yeah. But we were older then. 
And there were no trains. We did go play on the highway. <laughs> adjacent. Highway adjacent. Adja- highway adjacent playing, yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> ah, 495. It's not a real highway. Everyone's very aware of their surroundings in 495. There's no way they'd hit uh, it. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Mooning cars on 495. Remember that? It was good times. <laughs> oh, you're doing your butt? Oh, I should have should have turned around. That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> why is that guy completely flat in the front ah smash oh smash <laughs> what is wrong with you <laughs> he's a ken doll oh my god tom guess what yes. oh I, it can't be yeah no i am thirsting for a drink here i'm I, a thirsty thirsty boy i'm so thirsty but Uh-oh. but gary what's up we are three paragraphs into the story. We got to We got to fucking jam this shit up. All right, you want to do one back. more paragraph before we? Yeah, get? yeah, yeah. Let's let's All do. Right. Let's get to the end of Act One. I'll All do it right, quick. All right. All right, you go. All right. So he's standing there, buck naked, holding Solov. Right. The uh, mm-hmm. the the um the uh, whack a mole. What's it called? Uh, the sled dramatic. Uh, B and D just B's and D's just hanging out. Right. Yeah. He walks into a local Walmart that he sees across the street to find some clothes. So he's still B and D out. Uh, holding the giant big hammer, he walks in. He sees that giant cardboard box that's in the front of every Walmart year-round just full of a pile of watermelons. Why is it always there? It's always there, people. But it's always there, guys. It's always there. And it's always three ninety nine. That's too cheap for a watermelon, everybody. <laughs> you should be paying double that. It's <laughs> too cheap for a watermelon. You've rolled back the prices <laughs> enough, Walmart. Come on. You've rolled back reality. This can't be food anymore. <laughs> Anyway, he walks in. He just sees red. Ah, he sees green, if you know what I mean. But he sees red. Hey-o. And he just goes fucking nuts. He just starts hitting that shit with a sledge-o-matic, crushing every single one of them. Uh, watermelon innards just going flying everywhere, covering his, his naked, glistening body with a red watermelon and seeds, right? Oh, my God. This is graphic. It is. And uh, there is a Walmart employee standing right there. Mm-hmm. Let's say his name is Mitchell. I like that. Yep. His name's Mitchell, right? Yeah. And and he's just standing there watching this, and he goes, "Um, sir, you need you need to pay for those." And the Gallagher looks over at him. Watermelon guts just dripping down his face and off his shoulders and off his pecs, off the old nip nips, you know, just dripping off of him. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Back in those days, I bet you Gallagher really was <laughs> keeping it tight. He's keeping it tight. <laughs> And the, the geeky Walmart employee. Now, I had we had several options. Okay. His, his response can either be, oh, man, I'm, get, I'm getting too old for this shit. Mm-hmm. That's right. We did talk about this. Yep. Or he could have said, oh, my, my boss is going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. But either regardless of what he says, he does pick up a small hammer and starts helping the Gallagher destroy those watermelons. That makes no sense. Why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... Um, is he under duress? Is he worried that he's going to be the next watermelon? Yes. Yeah, oh. he is. He's just like, oh, my boss is going to be pissed. And Gallagher just is covered in gore. <laughs> watermelon. He just he he's got himself like one of those um um price guns, and he just starts whacking the. We're using the price gun to start <laughs> beating on some, some watermelons. <laughs> there you go. That does make. Or maybe sense. he's rolling back the prices on these these half cooked watermelons. <laughs> just by hit hit by a sledgehammer half off. <laughs> Nice. Walmart. All Walmart. right. Uh, All right. Are we, are we no, that's it, right? That's good. That's let's good. Get a drink. Let's get a fucking drink. All right. Let's go get you a drink. All right. We'll be right back, people. Bye.
Well, there are too many islands to count in Indonesia. The driest place on earth you'll find is Australia. 193 countries, each with many facts. Tell me, where in the world is Tom going to teach us about? And welcome back. And today is another installment of the greatest game to happen to humanity since Checkers. Uh, woohoo! <laughs> it's another episode of Where the World Is Tom Gonna Teach Us About. Ah, uh, and uh, here are your contestants, me. And here's my contestants, Gary. He's yet to win a single game. I feel like I, I guess I'm right eventually. The only one I really lost was when Jake said um, Iran faster than me. <laughs> but he did. But he did. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this wonderful world of uh, magic and uh, magistry mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is, is a, a beacon of hope and inspiration to the whole world. Is this a country we're talking about? It is, Gary. It is. Is that one and of the clues? No, it's not. Okay, I'm good. Just, I'm just building a world for you, Gary. Oh, okay. That's nice. <laughs> I want to live there already. It's America, this, isn't it? This right. country No, I wouldn't I wouldn't have said magistry. This country hmm. has many a multitude, an uncountable amount of interesting facts. Oh, wow. And here's a few of them. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. The build up okay. is just amazing. <laughs> This country boasts proudly that it was the first country in the world to have a fire brigade. Really? The yes. first first country in the world to have a fire brigade, Gary. England. Wrong. Damn it. I thought maybe you're going with your home country there and you're talking it up. Oh, I'm going to save that for a uh, like a cliffhanger episode or maybe a last episode kind of thing. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I mean, the last right. episode's coming, right? I mean, nothing lasts forever, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Certainly got, not this show. We got 49 more than we thought we were going to get done, so <laughs> here we go. Actually, we have like 56 more than we just uh, – people have only heard 50 of them. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> listen, I got a – by the way, I got an email today from HeadGum. Yes. Who I, who I emailed six months ago, and they are not interested, not in, interested. in our podcast. Not interested. But they will reconsider us if, if? we get about 10,000 downloads per episode. Okay. So we just need, like, round numbers. We just need about 10,000 downloads more than what we're currently getting. <laughs> Are we rounding up to the nearest 10,000? We're rounding up to the nearest hundreds, I think. <laughs> rounding up to the nearest 10? <laughs> so sorry, so, Tom. I know that you were you were keen on getting a real a real sponsor one of these days, but it's not yet. <laughs> not yet. And it's not going to be... For, yeah, the only chance this show has is if I leave. Gary? No, no. <laughs> All right, that was a close one. Uh, can you imagine the show without you and it'd just be me kind of, I don't know, and then like the the space alien um, had long claws, right? And the claws are made of um, uranium. <laughs> Adamantium. Uh, the, uh, that See, pause, you're, you're bringing it up a notch. <laughs> that pause made me feel like you'd never consider doing the show without me is what, what it felt like. All right, this country, Gary, this this magic country, uh, has one of the seven wonders of the industrial world in it. You did say magic country, and I want to go back to England because of Harry Potter. So yeah, I guess it's England. 
and I don't remember the second part of the statement after Magic Country. <laughs> say that again. It's it contains one of the seven wonders of the industrial world. Mm, one of the seven wonders of the. It's got the Hanging Gardens. You got the uh, Great Pyramids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you got five others. Yep. Can can I make a quick uh, obso observation on this one? Yeah. I feel like you're talking about the seven wonders of the world. I'm talking about the seven wonders of the industrial world. Yeah, you keep hitting that word, and I'm just ignoring it, but you were saying it really loud. <laughs> I figured it was an industrialized country that had one of the seven wonders of the world. So your guess is Constantinople or some bullshit like that? Turkey. Turkey. Right, wrong. The world's first color photograph was produced in this country, Gary. France. Wrong. No, it was France. It was. Oh, wait, no, that was black and white. Fuck, shit, I went too fast. <laughs> this country contains the only knighted penguin in the world. What? It's not a thing. <laughs> Listen, all you need to be knighted is a queen and a sword. You get that shit down, you can be knighted. Penguins are South Pole and Santa's North Pole, right? Correct. And polar bears. Polar bears and Santa? So was a sadder, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the original grizzly a, man. A knighted penguin, and they had the first color photograph. Yes. I feel like you're getting close. <laughs> Why would that make you feel like I'm getting close? <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Chile. Chile. That's an excellent guess. Maybe it's, I don't it, know. It's wrong, but it's excellent. Okay. Does that mean I'm close? Is it South American? Damn it. No, no, not at all. Am I allowed to look at a map during this game? Uh, Yes. You are. You are allowed to look at a map. Because I figure you only know like 12 countries. Yeah, I think I've said Chile on every one of the episodes so far. Some people... (laughs) So this country has a national music area. National music. Okay. Right? Okay. Some people uh, sway and dance to the rhythm. Other Every people, oh. other people refer to this music as ear torture. What? This is one that after you find out where it is, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Ear torture. <laughs> <laughs> Color photographs, industrialized wonder. <clears throat> I forget the rest of them. <laughs> Fire brigade. Fire Australia. That's a good guess. It's wrong, but it's a good guess. Oh, my God. Why this is country... Chile a good guess and Australia a good guess? <laughs> They're all good guesses, Gary. You're naming countries. I'm feeling very southern. Like, everything that's pretty south, because you have to, like, get the penguins right. from the uh, uh, Antarctic there. I think I don't think uh, penguins exist anywhere above the equator. I mean, I've been to the aquarium in Boston, and I don't remember any penguins. Are there penguins in the aquarium in Boston, Gary? Yes. Yeah, they got a whole bunch of them. Oh, yep. so there are penguins north of the equator. That's interesting. <laughs> okay. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I mean, I get it. The world's shortest commercial flight exists in this country. Its distance is 1.7 miles, and it takes you less than a minute to reach your destination. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you get on a plane. Look, you're standing at the gate. You're spending half an hour at gate. It took a half an hour to get through uh, uh, security. You're spending a half an hour at the gate. You get you board the plane. You got to wait for everyone else to board. You belt in. You know they're going to come around with the peanuts and shit. They're going to tell you what to do in case of an emergency. Normally I would cut you off, but I'm using this time to try to think of what. You the take fuck? off and you land less than a minute later, 1.7 miles away. 
And you paid money for this. I did? You did. I've already used your credit card. It was a fun trip. <laughs> it, uh, what? Why did you say you paid money for this? Uh, people pay money for this. Not, oh, it's oh. The, royal, the royal you, Gary. The royal you. I was supposed to say I do not pay money for that. <laughs> I refuse to pay money for this. I feel like you're on an island going to another island, Interesting, right? interesting. Um, and so I'm looking at archipelagos. Nice, nice. Don't um, forget um, um, what the, are the, Philippines. Are the Philippines. The Philippines. Ooh. Are you in the northern hemisphere now or the southern? I'm still in southern. Okay, interesting. No, that's not the correct answer, Gary. Okay, so I should go to the northern hemisphere. <laughs> I was going to get out. We're almost out of clues. The first no. day of each year. Also known as New Year's Day. New Year's Day, baby. The skies are filled with fireworks from dusk till dawn. They never stop the explosions. Oh, it's not. I mean, the the Antarctica is not a country, right? It's a continent. Okay, but it's not a country. It's nope. Nobody lives there. Okay. Okay. Except for Sally, that bitch. <sighs> what about Greenland? Oh, that's a good guess. You're in the northern hemisphere, penguins and shit. I like. I feel like maybe um, someplace really north or very south, mm. uh, where um, you're celebrating all all the time because uh, something. Because the, the day never ends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Wrong, 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 wrong. All right, there's one this is, more. Is it me? Are these questions? These clues seem very, very hard. <laughs> I bet you Jake would have gotten it by now. Can you dumb it down a shade? <laughs> All right. Here's a dumbed down one. You ready? Yeah. The Encyclopedia Britannica well, originated in this country. Uh, okay. All right. I'm going to say Scotland. Uh, correct, Gary. Correct. Ding, did ding, I get ding, it right? ding, 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 ah! Scotland. Oh, my Scotland. God. Why did they knight a penguin? I should have went with, like, uh, I should have went with fucking... Um, <laughs> <laughs> colonies, uh, British colonies. When you said that would have made sense. That would have made sense. God damn it! I and just the, pick up on. I'm so slow. And the I'm music so is called ear torture. Though that bagpipes. Oh, of course it's ear torture. You <laughs> you said I was gonna say that, and then they did it. Ah, I'm in the southern hemisphere. Those penguins. Yeah, you were. You were really. You were deep in the south. Even friend. when you told me not to go to the southern hemisphere, you were like was... still like Philippines. You're like, no, yeah. fuck you. I'm going to the southern hemisphere. Why? Why do they like the um, the the New Year's Day so much? They fucking love it in Scotland. Also, why do they need why do they need uh, color photographs? If I what I understand from Scotland, it's, it's all just kind of gray, right? <laughs> gray. Because for the irony, they also love irony. <laughs> <laughs> How about the world's shortest flight? One point seven miles. It takes you less What's than a up? minute. What is up with that? I mean, that probably takes you across the country, right? I mean, it's a little guy, right? It's a little guy. It's <laughs> just a little baby country. I all do right. like playing this with a map in front of my face. I got <laughs> that is better. That. It is better. All right, and the, the, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about. All right. There was a fishwife named Maggie Dixon mm -hmm. who was hanged there. She got hung uh -huh. by the neck till she was dead, dead, dead. Mm -hmm. uh, but she later woke up in her coffin. Oh. Uh, it was nothing, nothing supernatural. She just didn't die. Yeah, okay. The irony is Scottish law had to set her free because she served her punishment. Oh, good. Good for her. <laughs> I mean, she had a that was a rough couple of days. She had a rough couple of days, but at the end of the day, she's doing fine. But she was a lot of that. A lot of a lot of banging like, "Hello." <laughs> Hello. Let's hear something. Now just keep putting dirt on it. My my dead wife is a speaking to me. 
That's my I would Scottish say, accent. I would say like if if I was um, a grave digger. Yes. And someone was like banging on the inside of their grave. I was uh, shoveling dirt on top. I yep. probably just keep shoveling. I'm like, oh my ah. god, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like at this point, I've done a lot of work. <laughs> I've already dug the whole once. They only pay me to dig the hole once. <laughs> I'm not digging the hole again. I'm not doing it again. Nope, nope, nope. You can't fool me. Hey, Frank. Frank, if you want to double my pay for the hour, I'll dig the hole again. Yeah. What am I digging her up? No, 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 no. That's somebody else's job. <laughs> and and honestly, honestly, if you did dig her up, I mean, I'm no mathematician, but 50% chance she's a zombie, right? Right. 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 You don't know. And 50% chance she's a vampire. And then 50% chance she's a vampire zombie. Oh, my God. That's a 150% uh-huh. chance she's something bad. Yeah. That's why you keep the hole, putting dirt in the hole. All right, Tom. We have that a movie. That old chestnut. We have That's a movie. why you put the hole, keep putting the dirt in the hole. Hey, listen. If uh, I could speak correctly, then this wouldn't be called sidetracks. <laughs> or whiskey drinking. Which All is right. the name for our show. Gallagher, yes. after got, some time passes, is starting to understand and learn the ways of Earth. And he's got to recruit people. And he's got to recruit people. And he starts on the side of the road talking to people, right? And um, I can't say that word. You know that P word, prosthetize? That one. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> so he starts, he realizes that like talking to people on the, on the streets isn't working very well, right? Crazy guy in the street, holding the hammer. Um, so he finds this small venue. People are in the seats. He talks his way onto the stage so he can, um, you know, try to get people on his on board so that he can go back and save his planet. Right. But, of course, he's walked into a comedy club, and people right. think that he's hilarious. Yes. The problem with Gallagher at this point is that his grasp of humanity and the corporeal world <laughs> And the is, human language. And the human language is very, very limited. Um, and so every time he says something, what to him sounds profound and a plea for help, to everybody <laughs> listening, sounds like a like a goofy-ass joke. <laughs> right, because he's always asking questions of the audience yeah. in an anecdotal way. And instead of answering him, they just laugh. Yeah. And he doesn't understand what laughter is because he's a being a light, Gary. And sometimes I think he's also just asking questions and to further his under own understanding. Oh, absolutely, right? yeah. So it's like you know, if pro is the opposite of con, <laughs> is progress the opposite of congress? And the, right? the fucking the crowd eats that shit up. <laughs> yeah, people love that. And then he's like, <laughs> he's like, why is it b o m b bomb, but then it's t o m b tomb, and then you got c o m b comb? What is up with the English language, people? Right. Right. People and love then that he says, stuff. And then he says, you know, if if two wrongs don't make a right, why do three rights make a left? That's right. That's right. <laughs> right? This is a sincere question. He just wants to be able to communicate <laughs> right. better with you people. He just wants to understand the human language better. Yeah. And, and he also has no concept of laughter. So when people are laughing at him, he doesn't know what those sounds mean. No. Right. Why but are they showing me their to terrible it. teeth? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And more and more people will will come every night to that little comedy club and listen to him uh, ask his his inane questions. And he thinks he's being super successful in recruiting because every yeah. night he gets a new uh, uh, um, a new brigade of warriors coming in to watch his presentation. Yeah. And he comes up with a plan. Yes. His plan is he's going to show everybody exactly what they're going to need to do 
in order to save his planet. Right. So he goes back to the Walmart, which hopefully they do not recognize him. <laughs> he's wearing a beret now, so they don't he's recognize got, him. He's got his key. What a beret on. Is, is, his B's and D aren't hanging out, and he's wearing a beret. They don't recognize him. Yeah, yeah. If he had his B and D out, they'd be like, I know this guy. Can I just say one thing? It's Hangy McLeftnut. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything you could do that would be bad enough that Walmart would be like, no, you can't come back in. I think smashing pumpkins with a sledgehammer naked would do it. I'm not sure. <laughs> that's, a ch- that's a challenge. That's a challenge, sir. Let's turn this show into, like, fucked up challenges. Let me just... So your first challenge is, Gary, is to go smash watermelons naked out of Walmart. Yes, that is my first challenge to you, sir. <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right, good. I will make the video. I'll just be sitting in the background. Um, so... In order to show people what they have to do, he buys the watermelons, he brings them onto the stage, and he starts smashing them. And he's like, we're going to have to kill these fuckers like this. Boom. They um, are bagelopes. He doesn't say bagelopes. Yeah. Because they don't know um, what that is. He knows that people call them watermelons. He calls them watermelons. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry. It's a little side note. Yes. What is the entertainment value of watching somebody smash a watermelon? It was a simpler time. It was time, a simpler Gary. time. I remember as a time. kid. Loving it. Yes. I loved it. I don't know why. I wanted oh, to go whole, to a Gallagher show. The whole front row had a sheet oh, of plastic. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I have watermelon in my hair. This yeah. is great. Yeah. And then, like, you know, the first half of his act is just jokes, and the entire time people are yelling, Sled Joe Maddock. Sled Joe Maddock. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Everyone no. wants a sledgehammer. No. Nobody cares why a woman wears a, a pair of panties but just one bra. Nobody cares. They want to see. The Solov, the weapon of destiny, that's crushing right. some art begalopes. That's, that's what people want. That's Gary. what people want to see. Can you imagine right now in in today's world, hmm. you could probably string together twelve hours of Gallagher clips and just watch them all day long. And not like would once? there be oh. would there be any entertainment value there <laughs> no, whatsoever? No, wouldn't. No, that would not. I heard Gallagher on a radio show like four or five years ago. And he was doing a lot of his old jokes, just slipping them into conversation. Not funny. <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, you're like, we both loved him as a child. Listening to him now is terrible. Yeah. Oh, it's painful. It's, it's terrible. It's painful. There's a guy who probably should have died young. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. All right. So that is literally where we ended Act 1, Tom. Act one. Hey, we're only the end of the show, so that's cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Well, this cut, cut. story is not a two-episode, Gary. Oh my fuck! That's an hour. What did we do? <laughs> it might be a two, a two-episode or something. Maybe right. it is. All right. Well, let's try to get through Act Two and see where we're at. All right. So, um, Tom, just make sure you don't call back to anything because we're cutting it off. <laughs> so, as you know. Um, he showed up with his B and D's hanging out. Oh, why? Uh, why are you Walmart recapping that? With a hammer, um, Art Begalopes, being of light. <laughs> would you like me to do Act Two? Is that what's happening? No, no, now? no, no. I would like to say though, his his question about uh, three rights don't make a left, or three rights do make a left, right? Mm-hmm. R- correct. I think. Um, uh, nice. <laughs> I think that would be a legitimate question because. Does a being a light understand left from right? Ooh, that's a fucking... I'm a poet. You are a poet. God, I, and I will say that this is not the first time 
uh, where we've talked about this story where I feel like we've made an entirely brand new sentence. And I thought that was it again. Does a being of light understand the difference between left and right? I'm writing that shit down. Nobody has the answer for that one. No, nobody does. But you know what? That's a fucking Hallmark card. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, you do that. All right. So Gallagher is getting bigger and bigger crowds, but he's not really making any headway on having people understand what he's asking of them, right? He doesn't understand humor. He doesn't understand laughter. Um, He just keeps trying harder and harder and getting bigger and bigger venues, right? Um, Poor baby. He's a poor baby. No, I mean, we have 10 listeners, and we're trying like a motherfucker. This guy's just trying to understand the human language, and he's getting fucking Carnegie Carnegie Hall. This motherfucker's got Carnegie Hall. (laughs) Um, So he becomes disheartened after all this, right? And he also becomes kind of uh, successful. I don't know if you noticed about Gallagher, but he was doing all right. Oh, man, Um, this guy was swimming in the poon. And he starts to enjoy some of the earthly delights, such as food, poon, and drugs. (laughs) I called it sex. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Never mind. um, So he becomes more focused on that than he becomes on his quest to save his dimension. Um, and he kind of lingers on Earth for a long time. Just him, the sledgematic, drugs, food, and poon. <laughs> right. Drugs, food, poon. And it's become clear at this point, um, these stupid humans do not understand what he's asking for. Yeah, yeah. He's cracked he's, that code. He's yeah. cracked that code real good. He knows he's failed in his mission, and at this point, yeah, there's no going back. And at right. this point... I'd imagine the Ardbegalopes have eaten a significant number of... Yeah, those, uh, yeah the of, outer worlds are now gone. The inner worlds are under uh, constant siege, right? Yeah. This is not good. This no. is not good. Um, the uh, the people back on Leo Parnisio, right, have <laughs> nearly given up hope and assumed that the Gallagher has failed in his quest. It died. Uh-huh. And so the only they way decide, a Gallagher can fail is to die, Gary. That's right. That's right. This, that's it. I think that's part of the uh, creed of the Gallagher. <laughs> the lore. <laughs> if you fail, um, you better be dead. So they send a second Gallagher. Okay, Gallagher. They name two. a new Gallagher. <laughs> they assume Gallagher's dead. The Gallagher's yeah. dead. So they name a new Gallagher. Yeah. Um, because they're not sure, because they have no proof, they're not sure that the original Gallagher is dead. They call this one Gallagher two. Right, Gallagher two. <laughs> but T O O. T O O. Yeah. He's also yeah, he's also a Gallagher. <laughs> the Gallagher two. All right, so Gallagher, too, being um, trained in the same way that Gallagher was, right, because they both had to be warrior monks who fought uh, to the top, um, they tax the problem in almost exactly the same way, okay? And he ends up creating an act much like Gallagher, and people are pretty confused because they're like, this guy's Gallagher, too? And he's also like that weirdly near-human form that Gallagher was. Okay? Right, very similar because he used the same um, – asymmetrical uh, formulation of facial features to to devise his own corporeal being. That's exactly what I said, yeah. Um, and he has his own sledgematic. <laughs> Did I just repeat something you said while I was that's, gone? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Way to recap, Tom. I had to take my sweater off. I was sweating so bad from the, from the B's and D. Um, so so Gallagher 2 pieces together now that Gallagher 1 is still alive because people keep talking to him like he's Gallagher, but he's not. He's Gallagher 2. He's the Gallagher 2, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's right. Um, and so he starts to hunt for the Gallagher, okay? 
because he's become aware that the Gallagher must still be alive. Yeah. And he must have an army ready to go. So right. if he can find the Gallagher and find the Gallagher's army, they can just go back and, and, and wage the war. Right. And so anybody who tries to reach the Gallagher in Earth, you know who they end up with? They end up talking to his agent. His <laughs> the agent. agent. His agent name is uh, Ari Silver. Okay. <laughs> when did you make that decision? Uh, right now. <laughs> that was that was a right now, right here. Um, and he says, "Bump it out, bitch!" And he puts his fist up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. He's very much like Jeremy Piven playing Ari Gold in yes. the Entourage telev- like picture- television. Show. Picture a Jeremy Piven who doesn't uh, molest women. Yeah, Les Molesty. Yes, Les Molesty. So. That's his middle name. <laughs> it's Ari Les Molesty Silver. Silver. There it is. <laughs> He's got um, some French background in him. Les Molesty. And I think I think at this point um, Ari is um, shocked to find someone who's exactly like Gallagher. Right. Uh, but do, do you think do you think that this this revelation kind of answers a lot of questions for Ari? About Gallagher, about his I, personality and everything? I think so, because as Gallagher has um, gone through the world, he's starting to understand more and more, and I think he's finally convinced Ari about what he is actually saying. Right. Right. Um, and where he's actually from. Uh, and Ari just thinks it's all crazy bullshit, doesn't care because the checks keep rolling in. Right, yeah. Uh, until he meets uh, Gallagher, too. And then he's like, oh, well, shit, I guess we have to do pay attention to the extra-dimensional beings of light here yeah. with well, Sledgematics to kill watermelons. This is where he starts to believe it, right? Right. <laughs> There's always um, that moment for every agent where he has to believe that his, his, uh, <laughs> his, his client is an extra-dimensional being of light who wants to kill watermelons with a, a war hammer of destiny. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Tom just said. So I feel like he gets Gallagher, the Gallagher, and the Gallagher 2 in touch, right? And as everybody knows, if you've been listening to this podcast for the last 45 minutes to an hour, there can be only one Gallagher. There can be only one Gallagher. Now, do we get, Gary, do we get a fight scene to end all fight scene or a love scene to end all love scenes? I would hate to see Gallagher fuck himself, Tom. I'm going to go ahead right there. I'm going to stop you right there and say no. I'm going to say no on the Gallagher fucking. No, but think of, like, he knows the Gallagher in a way that nobody else does. He knows how to please the Gallagher because he knows how he likes to be pleased. Think of becoming, the possibilities. Becoming the Gallagher is a lonely journey. <laughs> That only another Gallagher could ever understand. Yes, exactly. And there are, there's never been a second Gallagher. There's never been a second Gallagher, Gary. Oh, well, I've heard all this stuff about a great fight, but now I think maybe they have to fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Think of, think of the candles lit, the Kenny G in the background. No, no, this is not. This is not. The um, B's and D's out. This is this is not human hetero fucking Tom. This is this, this is, is this is interdimensional <laughs> being. Uh, Warlord Gallagher fucking, okay? It is this no- it is punching holes through space-time. Uh, it, it, is, it is wild, raucous. Your human brain can't comprehend what's going into what and what's coming out of what, okay? All right, what happens then? So, okay, maybe they, they decide to uh, unify? Do they fight fuck? 
I don't know, man. This is the whole thing. I, I had a whole fight, so you tell me. Do the fight. Do the fight. I think we've we've we've, we've drained that that uh, that being a light fuck scene as best best we can. So do the fight. All right. Um, I think the way we see this in the movie, it it is like um, uh, what's that movie? Yeah, <laughs> like that movie. Interesting. Was it's the monster movie, uh, Cloverfield Lane or whatever? Yes. Uh, so it's all shot on like cell phone, right? And um, it's just two Gallagher's like uh, swinging sledgehammers at each other. Oh man! Um, and eventually, the Gallagher gets uh, the Gallagher too, right in the noggin with a sledgehammer. And I don't care what kind of interdimensional being you are, you're not coming back from that. You're not coming back from that, right? This is a sl- th- this this device was built to crush watermelons. You know right. what your head is? Just a, a small cantaloupe. Watermelon. It's a cantaloupe. Yeah, which is less um, sledgehammer resistance than a watermelon. Exactly. I mean, everybody knows that science. <laughs> that science just works out. <laughs> um, I think as part of Gallagher 2's death scene, yes. uh, he doesn't just die. Like, you can see his body kind of evaporate from the world and kind of, like, rise up into uh the light particles that are part of him and like float off into space, right? Right. They 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 become a part of the universe. They become a part of the universe. But you know what, Gary? Do you know what? What's up? The uh, Ari Silver mm-hmm. filmed all of this on his cell phone. I feel like this is downtown Chicago. Like this everybody's seen, seeing Gary, this whole thing. Gary, I don't know if you know this, but this was seen by millions of people. Nice, nice. And now everybody knows. There's some being a light and uh, extra dimensional shit happening here. Oh, my God. Was he recruiting us for an army? Act three. Absolutely. Uh, I also feel like at some point in the last 40 years, Gallagher figured it out and then was like, eh, I kind of like it here. Yeah, right. And like seeing Gallagher 2 come is like reinvigorated his purpose. Right. And now he's able to um, communicate the way he wants to, to tell people about his um dying civilization mm-hmm. and us humans uh, say what you will about humanity tom oh, i was about to say a whole bunch but what are you gonna say we love gallagher okay god we do love a gallagher and so when gallagher comes with his sledgehammer and asks for help humanity answers with the resounding yes yes you know the chant the chant changes gary it changes it changes from we love our gallagher to we love the Gallagher. Nice, nice. <laughs> slow clap, nice. <laughs> I want to slow clap every episode from now on. All right, that's fine. I guess I got to bring that heat, though, huh? All right, bring us home, Tom, because I think I talked through 90% of this. All right. And you so, took off your sweatshirt and didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, I did randomly say stuff. All right, so now the world knows that the Gallagher is recruiting them for a battle to save another uh, dimensional being. Thanks, Recap. At, oh, Jesus Christ. And <laughs> what do humans love, Gary? What do humans love? Gallagher. They love a Gallag- the Gallagher. The Gallagher. What else do they love? Just like historically, what do humans love? War. War and? Food. Food and? <laughs> Sex. Under, underdogs. 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 And they know that... I had a lot of stuff to go through before I got to underdogs. <laughs> did you say like, sex? I did say sex. I was Next, I was going to say like a, a morning dew on a on a hillside. 
dolphins jumping out of the yeah, ocean. dolphins jumping out of water. Uh huh. <laughs> Dinosaur uh-huh. bones to let us know we're superior to them. A really cozy blanket. <laughs> Dinosaur bones. (laughs) Fuck you, dinosaurs. You don't own shit. Fuck you, Brontosaurus. (laughs) You did. (laughs) Who's big now? Who's big now? (laughs) A little rock from space gonna fuck you up? Oh, pussy. A nice summer's day with a nice cool breeze. (laughs) Yep. All right, anyway. What were we talking about? We were talking about the Gallagher. That's right. Right, so, so... Um, there is only uh, there were two Solovs, right? One made for each of the Gallagher's. That's right. When when the Gallagher two died, his Solov um, is it still there or did it evaporate with him? I think it's still there. I think it hits the ground really hard. Right. And I think like a oh, go ahead. Is, I was it, think- is it like is it like Thor's hammer? Where only the truly um, justified, the only truly um, 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 noble can pick it up. Or is it just like a fucking big wooden hammer? Ah, uh, Are you asking if it's Mjolnir? Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is the question of the ages, really. I I think that uh, the Alligers think that <laughs> only a, only the Gallagher can hold it because um, the rest of them just don't have the body strength too that the Gallagher does. Or However, arms. what we see, yep, or arms or anything like that. Um, <laughs> What we see is um, Gallagher's biggest fan. His name is Jason. He Jason walks over Schwartz. to he, Jason Schwartz. Actually, he <laughs> walks over to um, where Gallagher's body has floated into the air, and he bends down and he and picks up Gallagher 2's uh, Solov, and he raises it all into the air. Yeah, yeah. And he and he turns to the Gallagher and says. I will fight for you. And then everyone, like uh, uh, fucking construction workers, pick up their little lily hammers. They and they're like, hammers, I yeah. will fight for you. Yeah. This and then one like, guy's got like a book bag. But yeah. Still, right. Like, he's like, I'm yeah, going like, to fight for you. I will fight for you. The prostitutes are holding up their um, their Jeez. IUDs. And they're oh, like, wow. I will fight for you. I think you want to keep those things in. <laughs> You're a prostitute. And That's the, supposed uh, to last for 10 years. And the uh, the business guys are holding up the red the red uh, uh, staplers, and they're like, "I will fight for you." Nice, absolutely, yeah. Um, and so they start production of sledgematics of sledge o That's right. You know right. what America's got a lot of wood. That's right. You know what else they got a lot of people. metal. Metal, yeah, yeah, and yeah. people, yes, Tom, people too, <laughs> people with arms and legs, yes. Um and. F- Fucking army is built. Every single one of them holding the sledgeomatic Solov weapon of destiny. And now the Gallagher has the knowledge to communicate effectively with humans, and he's able right. to pass. He's able to pass on um, how you build an interdimensional portal to right. allow humans to go wherever they want. That's important. Right? It is important because now he's going to be able to teach humanity. How to grow and become more like his people? Become well, more technologically humanity and advanced, and right. all the stuff that humanity is missing—the stuff to make them united, the stuff to bring humanity together. That's right. They're all missing that shit now. Gallagher is going to give it to them, and what they're going to give to them to get Gall- the Alligers is their bloody, bloody war. Yes. And at the end of the movie, we see this. Yes. Masses of humans this, holding sledgematics walking into the dimension. Yes! Mm-hmm. This gate opens up. 
these platoons of, of earthly humans walk in all holding sledgeomatics and they just see fields of our, our begalopes. Ah, uh, those are begalopes. And they just go fucking buck They go wild. Buck wild. They be smushing. They be smushing. They be smushing. And seen. Uh, that was a good one, actually. I think we really nailed it there. I think we did. You know what? What's that? That might be one of our better ones. I think that's it. I think that one's. I think we could make that as a movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We probably will need to get Gallagher to sign off on it, but I bet you one thing Gallagher needs these days is money. I was gonna say fifty bucks. <laughs> fifty bucks should do it, right? And a cameo, not as himself, but as like the uh, uh, as um, um, Mitchell in the Walmart. Yes, he's Mitchell in the Walmart. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. And Gallagher too can be. Um, he can be Gallagher. He can be. That'll really fuck with Gallagher. <laughs> fuck you, Gallagher. <laughs> but we'll pay Gallagher more than Gallagher two still. So Gallagher two will be fucked oh, up. Oh man, <laughs> fucking brilliant. Uh, man, we've got some good ideas in this show. Yeah, you really bring out the animus of the people by mm-hmm. by bringing them to fight each other. Ah, oh, so good. Yes. Um, we're we're a little long, so I think I'm gonna wrap this puppy up. Even though I'm you having know, a great time and I am enjoying. Uh, talking about Gallagher. Wrap it up like a Christmas present that's going to be slipped if, into the If screen. we film this movie and yes. Gallagher has to be in it, we do need to keep the part where we just shit on Gallagher for like five minutes. Oh, <laughs> I no, think absolutely. That, I think that this has to be a scene of like, you know, before Gallagher 2 gets there, just a couple of guys sitting and like, I don't even understand why people like Gallagher. Can I be stupid. honest? Can yeah. I be honest? That's, that's all I want from you is honesty. It's not going to be the first time Gallagher's heard this. <laughs> Gallagher. I know, I know. <laughs> Gallagher, yeah, Gallagher is really a victim of his own success, right? Because he was like, I had some funny bits I was kind of enjoying doing, and then I brought that fucking sledgehammer, and that's all I could ever do again. Right. You know, oh my God, do you think Walmart has so many three ninety nine watermelons because Gallagher used to buy them in mass production? Gallagher is um, increased the demand of watermelons so high the price went down, right? Absolutely. Right. Yes. And it's called the Gallagher effect. The Gallagher effect. Yeah, look it up, people. <laughs> <laughs> if Gallagher um, would smash some oranges, I would really save some some money at the store because those oranges oh feel like they're God. getting expensive. Oh, my God. If I work for Tropicana, I'd give Gallagher $100 to smash some oranges. Just smash them oranges, baby. Just smash that oranges. Get us Grapes. some of that sweet, sweet cheddar. Grapes. If you're a cherries. Wine. You know what it, No, you know what it is? Cherries because cherries are fucking expensive. And I love that. But you know what? If you hit a cherry with a hammer, that's Someone's going to che- die. That cherry yeah. pit's coming out and it's going to shoot somebody right in the face. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. That is a fucking hazard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been uh, Three it's, Rights Make a Left, the Gallagher story. And it's sidetracks, Gary. And it's sidetracks. Oh, right. Uh <laughs> This has been Sidetracks. Please remember to like and subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> Tell a friend. Go ahead, Tom. Yes. What was my original story for three rights make a left? I don't believe you ever told me. You you literally oh, refused I to talk didn't. about it. Yeah. You're right. Because your so idea we, was so much better than mine. My, 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 I did not have an idea. You just I said, said Gallagher. Gallagher. Yeah, the word Gallagher. <laughs> Actually, you said Gallagher. I said, what the fuck is that? And you, Yeah, there you go. And you were like, we're making a Gallagher movie. Um. Like and subscribe. Tell a friend. You know, have someone just listen to it. Listen to this one and be like, uh, "These motherfuckers spend an hour and a half talking about Gallagher." <laughs> Go ahead and beat that. Find anybody who's doing that these days. Gary, you're Gary. not gonna find that anywhere else. Gary, no, we talked about Gallagher being an interdimensional 
being of light that would wield the weapon of destiny to fight back the Artbegalopes to save humanity. <laughs> and fuck his brother. <laughs> and then fuck his brother hardcore with little or no spit. <laughs> uh, send us an email at us at sidetracks.show, Tom at sidetracks.show. You don't have to email at Gary at sidetracks.show. <laughs> Just send those all to Tom. <laughs> I welcome him. Bring him on, baby. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sidetracks underscore show. And thank you, Rachel, for making us a theme song. Check out Rachel's podcast, We've Got Mail, which is kind of like that movie. What was the name of that movie? It's got. It's called um, uh, You've Got uh, Mail. Welcome to Seattle. It's Welcome. time to have an yes. orgasm. Sleepless in Seattle. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, check out their podcast. She does with Katie. Uh, anything else, Tom? I have a cramp in my foot. That's going to make me cry right now. Oh, I love that. This is all dead air, but I fucking, oh, my God. I'm putting this on Instagram so fast. Oh, my God. It's like you got stabbed. Guys, he's dying. It's so tight. And that's what she said. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Oh. I'll leave that in. Oh, it really hurts. Buddy, it really hurts. Yeah. I hate that. I get that on my cat. Right?